welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. And my name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome. If you're new here, we cover, like I said, trashy news stories and garbage people. Uh Uh-huh. It's fun. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much. Welcome back. To our, our dulcet arm, our dulcet tones and, and welcoming arms. What's dulcet mean? Seems, it sounds like it means sweet. Dulcet. Dulcet. No. Dulcet. Did I? <laughs> you did. Sweet and soothing. You're right. I pulled okay. that from the Latin. Dulcet. <laughs> of course. I knew exactly what I was saying. You. I mean, you nailed it. You got it right. I nailed it. How have you been? Uh- What's going on? Oh, you know, just working. My partner's place has been under construction a lot, but it's finally done. So that was fun to, you know, hang out there and not be hanging out in a construction zone. I saw the Instagram photos. It's beautiful. Yeah, it feels bigger now. And uh, I'm going to, if you're listening to this, I'll be flying back, but I'll be in Denver. Uh, that makes it sound like I'm going to perform. I'm not performing. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll I will be, be in Denver. Denver. Yeah, I'll be in Denver. I've got some dates on my Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'll be performing at a celebration of life. How have you been? You know, I just came back from a, a celebration of life. So mm-hmm. drove to Arizona this weekend, got back late last night. I'll get into what I'm You'll find out how the trip was when I get into what I'm throwing away. Oh, shit. Well, why are you trash? I'm trash because I chugged a monster energy drink before going to a funeral. (laughs) You're like, this shit's about to be a snooze fest. I need the good stuff. I need to light it up. I, I need to fucking get my energy up for this celebration of life. Yeah, I get it. The one that I have this weekend is uh, is supposed to be dry. And I, my first reaction was, what? No booze. But then I'm like, it's a funeral, Cassandra. When has there ever been booze? So the services at the National Cemetery where this person was buried were outside at like 1 o'clock in Phoenix, Arizona. And so mm-hmm. obviously... That city is, you know, a monument to to man's arrogance and (laughs) in defiance of God. It was 99 degrees, but it was a dry heat. Oh, so that actually sounds kind of nice, except the fact that you're at a funeral. I love a heat. I love heat, though. Mm. We packed a cooler so that people could have water during, you know, during water. And the family member that I was staying with was like, here, honey, throw a couple of white claws in too. And I was like, no. yes, this is the attitude that we need. Yeah. When I die, I mean, I <laughs> I certainly hope there's an open bar. Yes. I, I want a wake. I want people to be lit. And if somehow somebody runs off with my corpse, so be it. Yeah. Like, I want hijinks. I want drunken buffoonery. I want people to have a good time. I want that kind of like I don't I don't want any hijinks. I want people to get like happy drunk and then everyone turns into a sad drunk and then it's like just really sloppy, messy, kind of fighting, crying tears. That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. I want it to be 
a good time, but then a bad time. Like I want everyone to have anxiety after my funeral. Just, uh, just as a little prank from me. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you trash this week? Well, Erica, I am so fucking lazy. (laughs) I am so lazy. (laughs) I've got this thing on my bed. It's like a mattress topper that I got because my partner didn't think that my bed was comfortable. And like, and he was nice about it. It was, this was a friendly conversation. It wasn't like, Hey, your bed sucks. It was kind of like, for some reason, whenever I sleep here, my hips kind of hurt. And I'm like loud and clear buddy. So Mm -hmm. I bought a mattress pad to think it would make it better. This mattress pad is so soft that it's kind of like hard to get in and out of bed. (laughs) Because you just kind of sink in. and But I kept it. I was like, I got to just ride this out. Because when he sleeps over, at least he's more comfortable. But he slept over a couple weeks ago. And was like, woke up in the middle of the night in like a ton of pain because of his hips. And I'm like, are you shitting me? It it still hurts? And he's like, yeah, I I don't know. I didn't want to say anything. And I was like, oh my god. Like... This mattress pad was like 160 bucks. Like I let me return it. So now I know that I need to return it, right? It's been two weeks with this information. That shit is still on my bed. I am still struggling every day to get in and out of bed. I just need to fucking, I'm, I'm, my window to return it is closing. I just uh-huh. need to do it. But I'm so fucking lazy. I, I totally understand. I put off things till the very last minute constantly and i i think it's because i thrive off of adrenaline and i'm like how quickly can i get it done when it matters yeah i mean like this is going to result in me like near tears being like i'm about to lose 160 bucks if i don't fucking get to costco now why didn't i do this and i don't know and also like that return line at costco is brutal i don't know whatever. I mean, it's fine. I just need to do it. But I'm a, I'm a dumpster person because I'd rather uncomfortably roll in and out of bed (laughs) than just do the fucking work to get it off and get it back to Costco. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least it was only $160. It wasn't $2 million. Yeah, no, I'm never buying that $2 million pad again. I learned my lesson. Well, Oklahoma's Governor Stitt spent $2 million on hydroxychloroquine for the coronavirus that has not been proven to work. And he oh. is the subject of our first story. Yeah, this comes from Twitter.com, from someone, it's from Kendall A. Brown's status. Oklahoma Governor Stitt's re-election campaign is now claiming that Joe Biden's radical liberal policies are to blame for a Chick-fil-A sauce shortage. It asked readers to donate to Stitt's campaign to make sure Chick-fil-A never has another sauce shortage. Now, that doesn't make any fucking sense, because I thought as liberals, we're supposed to not eat a Chick-fil-A. Oh, Governor Stitt is very conservative. Right. So how could Joe Biden's liberal policies result in a sauce shortage for Chick-fil-A? Because you get a shortage when there's not Mm. enough to meet demand. But if it's a liberal policy, then there is no demand. And then you would have an increase in supply. You understand this is basic economics, Governor Stitt. 
I feel like some campaign manager was just like, oh, shit, I've got a deadline by 6 p.m. I've got to send out this, like, hey, we need money email. Uh, What could I? And he just looked around the room and was like, Chick-fil-A sauce. Hell, yeah. I've got a packet of it at home. I've got a drawer full of extra sauces along with, like, (laughs) old batteries, a spare set of keys. Well, I know why that person's trash, then. (laughs) You don't have a, a packet drawer? No, I, I don't. I I have a, a junk drawer, but I don't keep food in there. Oh, oh, you got to, I mean, if you were a God-fearing American in Oklahoma, you kept your sauces along in the junk drawer. That seems like high risk, low reward, because <laughs> are you ever going to go for those sauces? And also, like, what if, like, one of the random half-dead pens or like spare pairs of scissors that ends up in a junk drawer, like stabs one of those sauces open. And now you have sauce all over your printer cords from 1997. I mean, that's a reality that, that I lived in. And I, <laughs> I, to this day, it's a threat to my packet drawer. But I take that, I take the risk. Chick-fil-A has a sauce shortage. And you want to know why? Because of Joe Biden's radical liberal policies. Gas stations are having a mass shortage. Gas prices are soaring. The cost of groceries is through the roof. And now Chick-fil-A has a saw shortage. And who is paying the price? Everyday Americans. (laughs) Well, here in Oklahoma, we're fighting back against out-of-touch agenda and standing up for everyday Americans. Amen. Amen, Governor Stitt. We are a Second Amendment sanctuary state fighting back against PETA's vegan agenda and are reopened for business. My goodness, they're really trying to get everything in here, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Again, I feel like this was literally some campaign manager just looked around the room and was like, who can we attack next? Either that or it was written by AI. You know what? That's a better, (laughs) yeah. This was uh, plug-in scary phrases to conservatives. It was like (laughs) Mad Libs. Like, literally, it's like, P.S., Barack Obama is in your kid's room right now. <laughs> well, speaking of things where the, things being where they shouldn't be, let's get into our next story from page6.com. Bugs found in Lisa Vanderpump's rosé bottles. <gasps> this is one of my greatest fears. Not for Lisa Vanderpump, but for me, is bugs being in my alcohol. When you start your own alcohol company? No, just in the alcohol that I consume because I consume a lot of it. Absolutely. I'm just saying like I can see you as a mogul, which oh. you will be someday. You're very close with alcohol. Like, like, hey, when was the last time you guys talked to Erica? I don't know. She's been in a town a lot. Yeah. She's actually been developing a gin. I can see that for you. Thank you so much. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I'm on my way. But poor Lisa Vanderpump of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fame. Bugs were recently found in a 2018 batch of the reality stars Ro- Vanderpump Rosé. Photos obtained by Page Six show what appear to be earwigs in the contaminated oh. bottles, which arrived at a Las Vegas liquor store and were caught before being sold to customers. I recommend everyone thoroughly inspect any bottle of Vanderpump Rosé before purchasing and consuming them, a source warned. Can we not recall? 
I had Vanderpump Rosé two weeks ago at Sir, her restaurant. Was it the 2018? You know what? I, I, I think it was the 2017. Thank mm. goodness. But I had about two glasses of it. So, you know, maybe there was a bug in the bottle and I just didn't see it. I'm getting floral notes. And I think right on the back end, like right in the back of my tongue, I'm tasting ant. Mm-hmm. Something's crawling down my throat and it's certainly not this liquor. Mm. Mm. Yeah. When I swirl my glass... The bugs are there. Fuck it. God damn it. There's more jokes there. And I just, I blew it. I fucking blew it. Don't beat yourself up. That's okay. Lisa Vanderpump sure isn't. Nope. She said, she tweeted, so important, quote, worthy of a headline, said no one ever. Jeez. 10,000 restaurants closed for good during COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) That's fucking insane that like you're just like (laughs) you're selling people products with a bug with bugs in it. And the best thing that you can do is just deflect. I mean, that's a that's a, you know, a technique, not a good one, but it's a technique like, oh, this is the Lisa Vanderpump special is deflection and and orchestrating everybody else to do the dirty work and to to never have her hands be dirty. So like that tweet is perfectly encapsul- encapsulates encapsulates and yeah in Inca- yeah encapsulates encapsulates Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I say that word? <laughs> I don't know, but I think that perfectly encapsulates. Encap- enca- <laughs> it is not a good one. It it really <laughs> defines the podcast. That's like me, you being like, hey, Cass, we watch my cats. And I'm like, absolutely. And then I don't check on them or feed them. And you're like, what the fuck? And I go, okay, you know how many stray cats died in this month alone on the streets? Exactly. Like... <laughs> Quit bitching. Jeez. Um, I feel like we should go back to high school and learn some more responsibility. Yes, I agree. I wonder how we can do that. Well, according to news from the AVclub.com, grown woman pretends to be high school students to get more Instagram followers. Audrey Franciscini, uh, 28, has been arrested for the crime of trying to relive her youth and get a bunch of new Instagram followers in the process. In a scheme so perfectly harebrained that it feels like it drifted out of some parallel cartoon logic dimension, this adult woman decided that the best way to grow her online following was to dress up like a teenager and walk around a high school handing out pamphlets with her Instagram handle on them. So she she just dresses up like a, a high school student Shows up one day at school, like the new girl in school, <laughs> to hand out pamphlets inside. Like, that, she doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. Like, what the fuck? It's, it's what's that movie with uh, Never Been Kissed? It's like Never Been Kissed, except instead of doing a news story, she's trying to point Instagram or she's instead of a news story, she's trying to point high school kids to watch her weird videos where she's wearing a devil mask in her creepy ass Instagram. 
She's a 28-year-old millennial. And if I think about it, Never Been Kissed is kind of a fucked up movie. Like, sending an adult woman into high school? Yeah, there's other ways to, like, learn about high school kids. Yeah, just ask them questions. They won't respond because they're too busy looking down on TikTok, but ask them questions. So she had a, she has a job normally on Carnival Cruise, and she did not flee the school when she learned that the cops were uh, aware that she was there. Despite being questioned twice by campus security guards, she kept handing out her Instagram promos and bugging students. Oh, my God. Eventually, when she noticed that the school administration coming towards her, she took off. So then she goes live on Instagram. I legit have no idea how many cops are outside my house right now. Before being arrested and charged with felony trespassing, misdemeanor interfering with the school, and resistance to arrest without violence. Yeah, like, (laughs) what? She was also a former cop, but was fired four years prior when she was arrested and accused of hacking into another officer's social media account and then posting nude images of the officer. You guys, can we check on Audrey? She's not doing well. (laughs) Like, she's not doing well, but I mean, it's pretty hard to get fired from being a police officer. (laughs) Like, uh, that's all I'll say. It's very hard to get fired from being a police officer. (laughs) She just wanted some more undercover work, I guess. Speaking of covering up and undercover. Mm. Our next story sent in by Tina Curry from NPR.org. Tina Curry, keeping us honest, keeping us real journalists. That's NPR, everyone. NPR. Funded by people like you. Nice. Florida High School edited girls' yearbook photos to cover more of their chests. Ooh, this story makes me mad. Mm Mm-hmm. 80 of the students' portraits were digitally edited, many of them clumsily, to add more clothing to chests and shoulders of these high school girls. All of the students were female and none of them were consulted. Students and parents told local news outlets they were shocked and embarrassed when they got their copies of their $100 yearbook last week. The school district told St. Augustine Record that News for Jacks that ultimately the decision to edit the photos was made by the yearbook coordinator, also a teacher at the school, who deemed the photos were in violation of the school's dress code. According to the school's website, all photos in the yearbook must be consistent with the dress code or they may be digitally adjusted. I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh, critics have been quick to point out that the yearbook has unedited photos of men in swim team in Speedos that would also violate the dress code. I wasn't allowed to wear spaghetti straps to school, and I was always very big-chested, and it just was always, you know, I was deemed inappropriately sexual when I was a child because I was big-chested. Yeah, I mean, same, same deal. I remember in middle school, like, this girl... I mean, I used to wear, like, hoodies a lot because I, like, was insecure and hated myself. This girl who I was in middle school with was big-chested also. And a female teacher said that she needed to stop dressing like that. And, like, very kind of secretly, as if she was trying to be a friend, was like, it's just distracting for the boys, you know? I'm, I'm Like, 
I'm trying to help you, basically, which is like, mm, I don't know if you're helping anyone. You're making her feel ashamed of her body. You're making her feel ashamed of the body and you're prioritizing a boy's education over a girl's comfort. And mm-hmm. you're saying that boys can't control themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole thing is fucked up and like, just like probably not what these, uh, what these girls needed to deal with after a year in quarantine to then, you know, these parents spend a hundred dollars on their yearbook and they see like, I mean, I saw some of these, we'll post them on our Instagram, these like edited photos, like some of them I like are decently done. And then some of them are just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it literally looks like somebody took, like, the blur and just captured part of, like, their outfit and then, like, clumsily pasted over the second part of their chest. Yeah, also, like, way to be a weird creepo teacher to, like, sit there and have to, like, make all these, I see her shoulders. It's like, this isn't the, I don't know. It's really sad because, you know, like these girls don't need to feel bad about their bodies and we just, we let's stop sexualizing teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Can we for fuck's sake? Yeah. Let's stop sexualizing teenagers and let's stop climbing into zoo exhibits. Oh my God. Yes. This new, this next story, you guys, what are we going to do? According to people.com, a Texas woman climbs into an El Paso zoo's spider monkey exhibit to hand feed animals hot Cheetos. Now, if that were a service I could pay for someone to hand feed me hot Cheetos, I would love to do that. I'm almost positive that you could if you have the right price. I could just put an ad out on Craigslist and probably get somebody to do that tonight. I mean, depending how much you're going to offer, I'll do it. Oh, all right. All right. A Texas woman hand-fed hot Cheetos to two spider monkeys after illegally climbing into the primate's habitat at the El Paso Zoo. She hopped over the barrier this weekend, and her identity has not been made public. Stupid and lucky, zoo director Joe Montesano said of the incident. Where she left, well, the animals and her, nobody got hurt, but this is like, this is just so stupid. A, monkeys don't need to eat hot Cheetos, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I don't, if you're climbing over the zoo enclosure, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's Darwinism, in my opinion, if you get taken down by one of these animals. But, you know, like, don't feed them junk food. Yeah, that's just fucked up for the animals. Like, they're not prepared. Like, we're not supposed to have hot Cheetos. Like, our systems can't handle it. You know what I saw on TikTok? What? Apparently, you take a jar of pickles, right? Mm-hmm. And you pour the juice out into a separate, like, a measuring cup. Okay. But that measuring cup is full of hot Cheetos. What? And then you wait, like, a, a couple hours, and then you strain the pickle juice back into the jar. Now it's now infused with hot Cheetos. And then you put the, you know, you put it back on top of the pickles and you toss those Cheetos away. They're gone. But you put the jar back in the fridge for 24 hours. Apparently it's pretty good to have a hot Cheeto pickle. Well, this, this season of Top Chef has just gotten out of control. (laughs) Is that, 
Are you making a joke that that's Top Chef and not TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Did you think I said Top Chef? I wasn't. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't paying all the attention and I I was just I was just brainstorming. What were you brainstorming? Jokes? Jokes. So I'm Good. sorry. No. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for, you know? We got to be funny, right? We have to. They'll stop listening if we're not funny. If we're not doing our best. Mm, you know who wasn't doing his best? Ooh, the man in our next story from ClickOrlando.com. A DUI driver crashed into a Palm Bay diner. He claims the brakes didn't work. Suspect accused of running from the scene. A man who crashed into a diner while driving under the influence blamed malfunctioning brakes for the crash. Records show that the crash happened at Izzy's Diner on Palm Bay Road around 2.50 a.m. on Friday. Well, that's good. I'm glad no one was inside. Police said that when they arrived on the scene, they spoke to the owner of a Jeep who said his friend Alexander Myers jumped into the driver's seat of the Jeep, caused the crash, and then ran away from the scene. Mm, that seems suspicious. Mm-hmm. Pictures posted from Izzy's Diner show a mess of wood and concrete blocks where the Jeep hit the restaurant. No injuries are reported. They did find this Myers character short distance away from the crash, and officers immediately noticed he smelled of alcohol. His speech was slow and slurred his eyes were bloodshot. Uh, and he claimed that the brakes on the Jeep weren't working, but then refused to answer any more questions about what happened and refused to consent to a breathalyzer test. That's the move. I've heard, like, A, don't drink and drive, ever. But if you are stopped by the police after drinking, you should refuse a breathalyzer test. Well, because then what? They got to take you to the station and by then you might sober up? Yes. That's the uh, – a TikTok lawyer taught me that. A TikTok lawyer? Yeah. Oh, my algorithm. I've got TikTok lawyers that teach me things. I have two things to say. I think w number one is that I'm more shocked that it was fr coming from a lawyer, not because I, I know that they exist. I was just expecting that to come from like, you know, like some one of your the characters of your of your youth in uh, Oklahoma, because <laughs> um, I found that information out from one of the characters of mine. But two and most important, say lawyer. 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 You say it in a nice little southern drawl. <laughs> I'm going to get me a lawyer. A, I can't even do it how you're doing it. <laughs> a lawyer. A lawyer. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm putting it on a little bit. Yeah, you're 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 saucing it up, but you know what? It good for you. I love that little accent when it comes out. <laughs> Speaking of uh well, another story from the Florida clickorlando.com. Mm. Goat set free. Glitter spread across campus at Florida High School. Haven't these teens been through enough? <laughs> In Volusia County, Florida, a goat, glitter, toilet paper, plastic wrap, and red Solo cups were all used during an incident at a Florida high school campus just days before the semester is set to end. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office came, uh, or said a call came in around 11 p.m. Sunday from a woman who was watching a live feed of her goat at Pine Ridge High School and noticed five people came into her goat's pen, picked it up, carried it over multiple fences before leaving the view of the camera. Wait, what? So she had a camera. She saw them steal it on a camera and then was like, time to start checking live Instagram. Yeah. 
Yeah, she she was watching the live feed of her goats, and then she saw the people stealing it. Oh, wild. Deputies said they found the missing goat a short time wandering through the courtyard and returned it to its enclosure. Records show a pile of glitter was found just inside the door that is believed to be where the culprits entered campus. More glitter and bird seed were found spread through the courtyard and in various other areas of campus. Red solo cups were placed to cover a staircase and objects in the courtyard were covered in plastic wrap and toilet paper. This sounds like a senior prank. This sounds like a bad senior prank because it's just not that clever. Yeah, either that or it sounds like, you know, like we can't have raves inside. We have to have them outside because of COVID. (laughs) And this is what happens when you have outside raves. Senior pranks weren't a thing at my school. Like we didn't do them. Did did you? No. Now this might be an urban legend, Mm -hmm. but- this is the story I've heard as to why no one did senior pranks at Burroughs High School is because our rival high school, Burbank High School, home of the Burbank Bulldogs, apparently back in the senior prank days, so the football players from Burroughs, where I went, left a dead bulldog on the field at Burbank oh. as their senior prank. And... Because of that, Burroughs and Burbank were like, no fucking senior pranks. I don't know if that's true or if that's just like a story to scare us. Um, We did have a senior ditch day, though. Sick. We didn't have one of those, unfortunately. I don't believe I took it because they, on senior ditch day, they offered like, they brought like ice cream for the whole school. So they were kind of like, basically all the teachers were like, Tomorrow's senior ditch day. Like, there's going to be ice cream. We we, classes are going to be easier. Like, (laughs) just don't fucking just come to fucking school. Like, it'll be a chill day for everyone. And so I don't. I like. I don't. I think I'm remembering that right. I don't know. Maybe I saw it in the movie, but I'm almost positive that's how it went. I think someone from my high school or two probably listens to this podcast. You hit me up on Instagram if I'm fucking wrong, but I think that's right. I had a friend whose senior class was promised a pizza party Mm. at the end of the year if none of them got pregnant. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he told this story, and he was so angry because Chesseline Baker got pregnant and ruined their senior pizza party. And this was like a Uh. 22, 23-year-old man where I'm like, you could have bought your own pizza. At, at, at any time it's just pizza this 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 woman this child you know has made a decision that alters her life you cannot be angry with her because she ruined your pizza party fucking chesseline chesseline baker i that i the names may have been changed for to protect the innocent we but we're gonna get costco <laughs> God, that's three towns over. And then you had to go and get pregnant. Yeah. Isn't that wild that that was like their incentive? Uh, Yes, that's super, super fucked up. I hope that Chesseline and her baby are doing well and that they eat a lot of pizza and that all those other people um send her pizzas monthly. Yeah, yeah. 
as the former pizza maker at the Tiger Paw, let me tell you, like most small town pizza is absolute garbage. It comes frozen and it is made by 16 year olds like me. Hmm. Like I So it is both delivery and DiGiorno is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Let's get into our next story from Newsweek.com. A man set neighbor's house on fire because they didn't mow his lawn. An Iowa man has been arrested for allegedly setting fire to his neighbor's house because they had not mowed his lawn after he asked them to the previous day. You had one job, and it was to mow my fucking lawn, so I feel completely justified in burning your house down. Lee Bowman, 53, and let me tell you, Lee Bowman 100% still lives in high school. He, He wears a Letterman jacket. You think so? Yes. Lee Bowman was like a stud and has been put out to pasture but hasn't let it go. Do you just think you're taking that from his name? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Lee Bowman, star quarterback, going to his 30-year anniversary thinking maybe finally he can score with Karen Myers. (laughs) He was arrested on Sunday following an incident on the same day in Sioux City, Iowa, and has since been charged with first-degree arson and second-degree criminal mischief. Wow. According to a report by the Sioux City Police Department obtained by CBS... Bowman admitted that he was upset on Sunday that his neighbors had not yet cut his grass after he asked them to do so on Saturday. But the authorities have not yet revealed why Bowman wanted the neighbors to mow his lawn. Well, that's suspicious. What the fuck do they know? That the authorities like, we can't tell the public that. We've got to hold some information back in case more information comes out about the crime. When we found out the reason why they needed to cut his grass, we were like, This has to, we need to redact this. (laughs) (laughs) Neighbors were alerted to the fire later in the day when another local resident who had called the authorities banged on the door to inform them of the blaze. They managed to escape without any injuries. (laughs) Oh my God. The corner of the house was burned in the fire with around $300, sorry, $3,000 worth of damages estimated by police. And Lee Bowman now in jail with a $20,000 bond in case anyone wants to get him out. Oh man. I, that's deeper. Like that's an issue. Like to set someone's house on fire for not mowing your lawn. Like you have not returned tools. There must be a fence issue going on. Like kick your dog. Like there is something deeper going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or I gave your, I gave your, 13-year-old son in advance so he could buy an Xbox and he said he would mow my lawn every Sunday and he didn't do it. (laughs) So I'm going to burn your fucking house down. (laughs) According to ComicSans.com, a woman's TikTok about her horrendous fart that led to her gym being evacuated is truly mortifying. (laughs) A woman on TikTok has left people in stitches with her story about a time she ripped a fart in a spin class that led to a total evacuation of all people on the premises. <laughs> a clip posted by a TikToker, Maxime, got 2.7 million views. In the video, she began by shedding light on the conditions that led to the stinker of all stinkers. This one time, I went to spin class after a heavy night of drinking and 4 a.m. kebabs. 
And then I farted. And that smelled so bad that a girl threw up and they had to evacuate the gym because they thought there was a sewage problem. (laughs) I was too embarrassed to tell them it was just me. So eight years later, I'm telling you guys. Oh, my God. Like, I have have gross farts. I don't know if I've ever made someone throw up. But also, like, I imagine the hot must and uh, confined space of a spin class with the right fart Mm -hmm. might have that kind of chain reaction. I just, like, um, (laughs) oh, my God. I've thrown up after a night of drinking in an exercise class. Right. That And that makes sense. I threw up in my mouth, and then walked out of class. Oh, boy. Left all of my things, went to the bathroom, and then waited until class was let out and then went and quietly captured my things and then (laughs) never went back. (laughs) You went without your phone? I left my shit in that room. I was mortified. Oh, no. And I was like, where there's a little bit, there's going to be a lot soon. So I I didn't know which end it was going to come out of next. Totally. Yeah. Best to best to get away from people. Speaking of not knowing which end to come out of, let's get into our <laughs> next story from KSL.com. An Idaho suspect falls from Subway restaurant stealing with stolen deli meat. This one is a doozy. There are twists and turns and layers to this. <laughs> <laughs> In Idaho Falls, police say a theft suspect in Idaho Falls fell through the ceiling tiles of a local restaurant Tuesday evening while running from officers. Jesse James Moore, 38, a great, great criminal name. Jesse James Mm -hmm. Moore. The suspect in two theft cases from earlier that day, one involving a children's bicycle and then a stolen deli ham. Finally, he locked himself in a woman's bathroom in an attempt to escape into the ceiling of a subway restaurant. The search began earlier Tuesday when a woman called officers around 6 p.m. saying someone stole her son's BMX bicycle at the skate park in Rondelette Avenue. A man, allegedly wearing a Tyrannosaurus Rex t-shirt, came up to her son and asked to buy the $480 bike. The boy declined, and when turned around for a second, the unknown man got onto the bike and rode away. Then at 9 p.m., the Idaho Falls Police Department went to Winco Foods after a man reported someone had stolen his Harley Davidson motorcycle after he went inside to buy groceries. And in place of the motorcycle, the man discovered the BMX bike that the police had been calling about earlier that evening. (laughs) That's called evolution of crime. Like, you start with a bike, then you go up to a motorcycle. Yeah, like, okay, so then they found the Harley Davidson in front of a Planet Fitness across the street from Winco. Because the owner said that the fuel cutoff switch was on, so the bike wasn't going to run very long. Then they saw him walking towards Subway in the same parking lot, went to the sandwich shop, locked himself in the women's restroom, and then fell through the ceiling? Yes. So he, uh, they heard rustling. He refused to come out. And... The owner of the subway then kicked the restroom door open. Officers rushed inside and found pieces of the ceiling around Moore, who lay on the ground, having fallen from the ceiling. Oh, my God. Here's the thing, and I feel confident about this. Mm -hmm. This man is from the future. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> he is from the future, and he knows <laughs> something that needs to get done that isn't that he's trying to get done. Because how else would <laughs> only in movies where someone who's running, 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 hey kid, can I borrow that bike? No, man, steal it. Uh, this bike is too slow. I gotta, I gotta get there before the time machine takes off. <laughs> I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Here's a motorcycle. Uh, hey, thanks for the bike, guy. Here's another bike. Well, you know, I'm like, shit, it doesn't work. Gotta get to the subway, subway, subway. It's the only thing that lasted uh, the great apocalypse of 2025. I know a subway. Uh, and then he's like, if I can get this meat, I can get back into the time machine. The time machine's in the ceiling. Bomb. <laughs> Fell down. And now the world's going to fucking end in 2027. So I hope you're happy, Idaho Falls. And it would make sense with what he's wearing. Like he 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 came into the past naked and he had to gather clothes. So he found like a dinosaur t-shirt. Yes, absolutely. Like Jesse James Moore is not 38. Jesse James Moore is 3,800. Because between 2022 and 2027, when I say that the world is ending, humans start aging a thousand years a year because of this economy. Am I right? Inside the ceiling, officers found more shoes and a knife. The Idaho Falls Police Department spokeswoman Jessica Clements also said police found a large wad of ham wrapped in a butcher paper while searching more. Look, you know, what are you going to do? You can go subway and not steal ham? Yeah, I feel like the ham had nothing to do with the future plot. He just was genuinely hungry. You know, fighting crime builds up an appetite. The subway employees reported that the man had been in the store earlier in the day several times and had actually come behind the counter, filled out an application for a job, and attempted to help them with service. Oh, now it feels crazy. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) he's no longer from the future. Yeah, now I don't know so much. Oh, my God. When I was fresh out of high school, I started seeing this older guy. Like, he was like three or four years older than I was. And he worked at a subway. And he always smelled like subway. Yeah. A, so many red flags that I just kind of glanced over. I mean, it's a distinct smell. It's a distinct smell. And I uh, I, I went to college and then he rode up with my mom and my sister and my grandmother to <laughs> like help me move in. And my mom played a prank on him and she said, now, Timmy, when he, you know, when Nana gets here, uh, she kind of, she shakes and she slurs her speech. So you'll have to like, hold her down during the ride. And this poor kid was like, okay, yes, ma'am. And my mom like totally punked this poor kid, this, well, this grown man, this grown man who was dating an 18 year old who was in the wrong. Wait, that's a prank to like, like, tell someone that you have to hold down the shaking, like screaming grandma. But Nana was fine. That was like her prank. So did he touch your grandma? No. Like she she let him know it was a joke be- right before Nana got in the car. Tina, you got some splaining to do. Tina's good. That's a, that's a funky sense of humor. 
Like she, just so you know, uh, Grandma, she's recently been visited by a demon, and we have yet to get her exercised because of this whole COVID thing. You can't get a priest out, so can't get a priest uh, anywhere. Yeah, so you know, just hold her down. Don't get scared when her head starts spinning. It's fine. We know, and maybe after we'll get Quiznos. <laughs> the Superior Sandwich Shop. Where do you find one these days? Like, isn't off there of, one like, at Western in Sunset, in where that Ralph's is? I have no idea. Hmm, that's that's my old stomping grounds, Quiznos. So. Last known, last known Quiznos for me was at that intersection in Los Angeles. There might be one in Burbank. I know that there was on like Magnolia and Hollywood Way, but then you know, like you got uh, um, what call it? Porto's right across the street. How are you gonna fucking survive? Oh yeah, get out of here with Porto's. Sponsor us. I I doubt you need the business, but. Reach out if you'd like to throw us a couple cheese balls our way. Can I say something controversial? <gasps> yes. Portos, don't fucking sponsor us. What? Sorry. Wow. Look, I love Cuban food as much as the next girl, but I just think my grandma makes it better. And um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that there's other places to get Cuban food. Now... Will you get a will you get a better cake in LA? Absolutely not. But I got a fucking attitude, so so porters take your sponsorship money elsewhere. Cassandra, not all of us are lucky enough to have a Cuban grandma and and have that experience. I'm just saying, if you're looking for good Cuban food, ask me, and uh, I'll point you in the right direction. And it won't be a fucking Portos. Ooh wee. All right. Uh, hey, Cass, <laughs> are you ready? Uh, for what? Oh, yes, I am. Doi. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. <laughs> How a 17-year-old's birthday party became the biggest thing on the internet. This story comes to us from the New York Times, which, not to brag, is a... Website I subscribe to. After Adrian Lopez's birthday kickback went viral on TikTok, thousands of teenagers showed up for the party of the year. A week ago, Adrian Lopez, 17, was just an average high school student in Eastvale, California. But after a digital flyer he made inviting friends to a hunting or but after a digital flyer he made inviting friends to Huntington Beach for his birthday went viral to the point of attracting thousands of strangers to the beach and to an event space in Los Angeles. He's become a household name on social media. It was meant to be for my school, Mr. Lopez said. So this kid's friend, Yahir Hernandez, posted the flyer to Snapchat, which makes sense for, you know, if you want it for the school. But then he posted it to his personal TikTok account, which I guess makes sense. If you've never had anything go viral, like fine. Um, but it took off and all of a sudden people thought it was funny and people were comment people were commenting who the fuck is Adrian. Overnight it became a meme. Internet celebrities and creators, including the musical artist 24 Golden, members of FaZe Clan, and Noah Beck posted about it. I don't know who any of those people are. You are not a, Z uh, a Generation Z 
No, I'm not. And I'm not even a zillennial, if that's what you were going to say. Mm-hmm. I am smack dab in the fucking sweet spot with millennials. Noah Beck, uh, by the weekend of the event, TikTok videos with hashtag Adrian's kickback had attracted nearly 280 million views. So on Friday night, he's, him and his friends started to get nervous because people were posting about how they were going to fly in from another country, blah, blah, blah. And um, on Friday, the night before already, like a thousand people showed up in Huntington Beach looking for the party. So Mr. Hernandez and Mr. Lopez, these two boys, I love that the New York Times is like talking about these two 16 year olds, like calling them Mr. Hernandez, and Mr. Lopez. Like, of course they are, but it's just funny. Yeah. People were like, hey, I'm driving in from Arizona. If anybody wants me to pick them up on the way, people flew in from like Puerto Rico. Like people traveled across the fucking country and internationally to get to Adrian's kickback. So they started freaking out uh, and were afraid that they were going to get in trouble for inciting a riot. So they ended up moving it to a space in Los Angeles because they partnered with a popular sneaker and streetwear store called Cookies and Kicks and were selling $40 tickets to the events and changing the location that they were going to reveal like right before the party, which why is that? Is that like a cool hype thing where you don't tell everybody where the party is going to be until minutes before the party? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's to, to have the, the, not have the normies show up. Oh yeah. I'm normal as fuck. I, I need to know where we're going. And honestly, ideally at least two weeks in advance. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I got invited to like a Memorial day pool hang and I'm like, uh, I wish you'd invited me like a week earlier. I've already got plans. Yeah. I mean, we're in demand. I, I you're going to tell me that I got to pay $40 for your party and I'm not going to know where it is until 10 minutes beforehand. That's absolutely not happening. Given the teenagers outsized expectations of the event, it was always bound to disappoint, but signs of real trouble began to show on Saturday evening when Mr. Lopez and Mr. Hernandez had said that they'd be announcing the address of the kickback venue at 9:30 PM. But when the time rolled around, they pushed it back to 11:30 PM leaving teens who had traveled to the city anxious. Now, I wonder why they pushed it back also. Like, were they not ready? They were like, the balloons aren't here yet. (laughs) A lot of other people had not gotten word that the event had moved to Los Angeles to some secret event. So they were still in Huntington Beach, like thousands of teenagers pouring on the beach, ready to fucking rage. They formed a mosh pit, blasted music, and cheered at some of as some took turns scaling a flagpole and climbing to the top of a stoplight. Some set off fireworks, ran through the traffic intersections, or jumped from high locations into the crowd below. I saw like through this article, I saw like a, a TikTok video and being like, so I went to Adrian's kickback or whatever. And there was just like a crowd of people around one guy sitting in a shopping cart, like kind of like up on the shopping cart and then people taking turns, drop kicking him in the chest and knocking him over and the shopping cart over and everyone, including this guy laughing, having the best time. Do you remember just being a teenager and pain being the best form of entertainment? Cause I don't. <laughs> 
we were invincible. Like, yeah. I remember jumping from, like, a second-story apartment down into bushes at a slumber party and thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. I was never, like, physical like that. <laughs> I oh, don't know God. why. I, I Maybe it was because I was in choir and I needed to make sure that I didn't get hurt or drama. Like, I was like, I can't have a broken leg for the play. But I never... Uh, I never had those kind of instances. <laughs> I was also like, and still am, just kind of a scaredy cat. Oh, I am still am kind of fearless on a lot of things. And and like I talked about last week, feel invincible. But I know my body is putty. Yeah. So I, I saw something about this on uh, social media. It was like Huntington Beach has left the chat was the joke. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is this like a protest? Like, what am I missing? I did not realize that this was literally just some, some I heard in the video, oh, these people are all here for TikTok. And I'm like, not my algorithm. I did not know this was happening. Oh, you didn't get targeted for Adrian's kickback? I didn't. Did you? No, I haven't been on, I haven't been on TikTok in about six days, so I completely missed it. Oh, you think you're better than me? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's called willpower. Look it up. Don't have it. Don't have it. Um, so the address, which was never actually shared with tic- ticket holders, did end up leaking. And by midnight, the crowd had shown up at the venue and the police officers responded to the scene and shut it down before it even began. So people got refunded their money. Huntington Beach like got just insane. 150 people were arrested. <laughs> that is... Uh, the the police shot non-lethal rounds into the crowd. Wow. I mean, that's insane. But also they were like swinging from light poles and like setting off fireworks. Like this wasn't like some sort of peaceful protest. This was a banger in the middle of the street. Yeah. By then, Mr. Lopez had deleted all of his content from social media in an effort to tamp down the event. But the backlash had already begun. I'm nervous. I'm, oh, oh, keep going. No, you say it. No, you say it. I'm nervous, Mr. Lopez said on Saturday. My parents don't know when they're going to find out, he said. So, Mom and Dad, I'm sorry, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking craziest part. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, your son is, like, arranging, like, collabs with sneaker stores for, like, his birthday party and, like, or even just planning a kickback on the beach and you don't know. It's wild, man. You got to monitor your teen's social media. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent. I don't know. Like where if like that feels like invading their privacy or like what it is, but um, that it's just so funny to me that like, it's like, I'm sorry, mom and dad. It got bigger than me. Yeah. I mean, this is there'll be a movie about Adrian's kickback. You know what I mean? I'm sure. I'm if like let's write it. Let's have a meeting after this and write it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Are you uh hoarding anything? I am. I am hoarding the ability to speak your mind and not holding back when talking to older relatives. They don't Ooh. get a pass for being from a different generation. Like, Gloria Steinem is 80 years old. Like, 
you know, you know what I mean? Like there have been people that have been accepting and woke at every generation and you don't get to say back in my day, men were men. No. And it's like, yeah. And now men are men, women are women, non-binary people are that like they're trans people. Like there have always been these groups. It doesn't disparage anyone. It's just more people Thank are comfortable you. being themselves and being out. That's good. That's good for you. I mean, that's that's how you enact change is that you're brave enough to tell someone when they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What are you hoarding? Well, nothing quite as powerful, but uh, if you can if you can get there with your algorithm, I highly recommend like cleaning TikTok. Ooh. Um, like, like the deep cleaning or the organizing TikToks. I don't like the organizing ones. So- as much because so I, I usually like the people who do it and make fun of those ones, but like the deep cleaning TikToks are very satisfying. Um, and you learn a lot about, Oh shit. I didn't know that I could do that with my stove and get a cleaner. Like, mm. huh? But I, yeah. Cleaning TikTok is, it's fucking awesome. Ooh. Are you throwing anything away? I'm throwing out hot air balloons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we had a conversation about this uh, a couple weeks ago when we hung out and um, you mentioned that there's a lot of hot air balloons in Temecula. I don't have any interest in riding one in one so much that uh, I'm throwing them out. Damn. Yeah. I, I had, I brought up that Temecula has a ton of them and that we should go on one and Cass had a, no. like a visceral reaction. No, because look, our airplanes kind of weird that, the, that they work. Yes, of course. Why? Why? But I know that there's a lot of science dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, how much science could there really be behind a giant balloon with a basket and some sandbags? How the fuck do you land that thing? There, I have too many questions and you're too high off the ground for no, no, no. How many people die in hot air balloons every year? I hope you can hear my loud typing. We, it, it's coming through. <laughs> <laughs> How deadly is hot air ballooning? Oh, it's not that deadly. Huh. Wow. 21 people were killed in hot air balloon accidents between two, the year 2000 and 2016. What a stupid way to die. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like it. I don't like it. And I find them non-romantic. I mean, imagine you're, you're up there with your special someone and you're going to propose and then they say no. And then you're just like in a fucking basket with some guy. Yeah. Like running the fire. Yeah. I think about and you guys that a just lot. like, you guys really need to cry. You guys really need to talk. Somewhere there's been a major miscommunication and you guys need to sort this out alone, but I've got to run the basket. (laughs) (laughs) It's just too fucking intimate and it doesn't make sense. I like go on a fucking Ferris wheel that lasts longer. I don't know what to tell you, you know, but I I don't like it. I don't like a hot air balloon. What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out the fact that on the 10 freeway at night, you go from the 110 intersection and every off-ramp is closed 
up until Crenshaw Boulevard. So we had to go like three extra miles out of the way after driving back from Arizona last night because every off-ramp was closed. And it just, I've been driving for close to six and a half, seven hours. It was after midnight. I was fucking exhausted. And there was no warning that the off-ramps were closed. Just Is this construction? Construction. I'm I'm pissed. I'm going to write a letter to somebody, and I don't know who, but somebody's getting a strongly worded letter. Find out who the congressperson is for that area. I I I will do that. I will call up a council member. Yeah. I will let them know. There's one off the 170 around North Hollywood that they just close every night, it feels like, or sometimes every day. And you're like, well, why the fuck is that even here? Because it's like 15 feet of street. What what work do we need to do? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, where can the people find you? At Cass Cardiness on Twitter and Instagram. And on the Nooner Podcast, on the Smodcast Radio Network. Where do the people find you, my friend? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram. Would love a follow on the Instagram. Totally. And then I'm at Gilly Gal on Twitter. And I post funny things, I think. So would I agree. Would love I'd a follow there too. Yeah. Find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com. Trashy trashy podcast.com for your website needs and Tell us where you're trash. We love when you do it. We love it. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.